Hello, and welcome to QSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love for John Cusack, one movie at a time. Yeah, one ghost at a time, too, because for this week we are talking about star maps map map to stars map of stars map what is it map, map to the stars we map just to the finished stars. watching this movie man that's a lie we watched a bunch of cute shit to get this movie out of our brain true 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 yeah. same thing <laughs> map to the stars map to the stars this movie is of course starring john cusack because that's yep. why it's on the show and yep. it's on netflix so it is uh how would you describe this movie, Grace? Because that is uh, quite the challenge. Well, my first description would be, what the fuck? Accurate. Not even what the fuck, just the fuck? Because, uh, oh, this movie was an interesting... Um... Adventure. Yeah, adventure. I, I feel like every few weeks, I feel like there's a movie that makes us message each other during like the watch of it initially and sometimes there's like a message in like exchange of like the fuck or what (laughs) or why movie why you know this is the first time i really feel like this is the most earned the fuck so far of uh the life of this podcast oh man this this was definitely i don't know what to call it is it cerebral it's not. Uh, a week ago, we argued the the validity mm. of the term dark comedy. Yes. Now I, I take back everything I've ever said about dark comedy not being a thing, because this is a dark comedy. Yeah. And, and remember, viewers, last episode we said, is a dark comedy just a movie that is completely fucked up? And this yeah. movie is all kinds of fucked up but it made me laugh (laughs) (laughs) there were some genuinely fucked up parts that were hilarious and i was like oh my god i feel horrible about laughing about this um yeah so premise of the movie is it's about before we do the official premise like what's your 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 pitch to people who are like oh god how would you describe this like not even to like if you want to see this like if if you if people randomly went up to yours like hey what was the last movie you talked about on the podcast how would you present this movie to them without making it the official i am reading off the imd page okay um are we doing spoiler free or not uh up to you are we doing trying not to scare off the person we're 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 potentially Mm. recommending this to Um, I th- mm, yeah, see, mm. up to you because <laughs> <laughs> there's two ways to go about this. If you're like, let's just be honest, because I don't think you could, uh, I'm, I, I think it's best if you give a little bit of spoilers just so you know what you're getting into. Like, if someone would have given me, like, Something. A, 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 yeah, a heads up of like what is to be expected before I embarked in this um, hour and 53 minute uh, voyage of confusion and, mm. and confusion. 
Which is also, remember, this is seven minutes off our two-hour mark. I know. Could, this was potentially, this would have been an interesting. I Like, yeah. if, I would, if I wasn't drinking yesterday, I would have been like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck the rules. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, okay. Because I was, I was like, oh, but I think maybe next time if we ever choose to revisit this, either on the podcast with other people or just us again, it'd be interesting to see how how we would interpret it with a second viewing and very inebriated yeah yeah but yeah oh man how do i okay i'll, I'll go the the non-spoiler route okay. um so a mysterious woman shows up in hollywood um and finds herself as a personal assistant of a starlet whose mother um abused her as a child the starlet is almost washed up almost has been but just enough uh staying power that she's trying to be cast in a remake of um a cult classic that made her mother's career right so that is that's one part of it mm-hmm. and the other part is a teenage child star who is coming out of a stint of rehab trying to uh, show that he is a changed person despite a very it wasn't a it's not an abusive it's a uh, neglective household I want to say yeah and these two are um, interacting because number one they're in Hollywood and they're all trying to do their redemption tour, mm-hmm. I guess. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And so uh, they're, too, they're all connected by Hollywood, but also by this mysterious girl. And mm. that's all I'm going to say. And Rotten Robert Pattinson shows up in it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's thrust into al- it. As an almost uh, limo driver. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's my spoiler free. That's your spoiler free? That's my spoiler free. You are Me the too. spoiled, so... Okay. Uh, mine's actually not too spoilery. Uh, it is uh, also a lot less informative, but I would uh, I would present this movie as a modern Hollywood Shakespearean tale <laughs> that has uh, sex and ghosts. Oh, Sometimes yeah. ghosts having sex stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts having sex stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot to put that they're all haunted by their past. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. Yeah. And I... Uh, do you, you want to actually tell them what happens in it, though? I see. That's the thing. I want people to watch this because <laughs> I oh, had to watch it. But then we can't talk about this movie without spoiling no, it. I, I think, think that's impossible. So to spoil or not to spoil, John? Like, what do we do? Do we are are you know, do are we gonna pull a utopia and not talk about it and only talk about the parts that Cusack is in? That's not much. <laughs> He's not in this movie a He's lot. He's not in this movie a lot. So it's kind of an interesting thing because isn't he like top build and on the poster? He's like the lower third of the poster. Like but he's okay. He's there. He's on the poster. He's well, his like, face I is think, on the poster. Yeah, his name is like top billing, I think, but then his face is like the lower bottom of whatever the image is. I will say the character that he plays, who is Stan Stan Snow. 
Stafford. Stafford Weiss. Um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know anyone's name in this movie. I, I, I think the names warrant it because I don't want to really associate the actors with. That's true. I don't want to say John <laughs> that punched his daughter in the gut. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That was an intensive scene. I want to say uh, Cusack's character, Stafford, mm-hmm. is a, um intense kind of person. He is a TV psychiatrist, pseudo-psychiatrist to the stars. He does a lot of experimental um, therapies with them. The first, one of the first, or was it the second scene? The second scene we see, we see him in, he is um, actively grappling. What the fuck is he doing to her? Holding her down. Oh. <laughs> He's actively holding down Julianne Moore. Moore yeah. Moore's character. Um, Havana. Who is the washed up starlet, right? With mm-hmm. the famous mom that she can't escape. Um, He's holding her down and making her say things. Um, like, why did you do this to me? I don't like it when you do this. Like, she's reliving childhood trauma, right? But she is prone with her hands behind her back in her underwear with John's knee, like, holding her down. And he's, like, whispering in her ear very calmly and Mm -hmm. making her repeat these things and say these things. And and it's an intense scene, but you don't know what's going on. Like, at first I was like, is John or is is Stafford a, a dominatrix? And, like, this is some type of, like, a kink? Um, or is he like an acting coach and he's going through a scene with her? That's what I thought initially. That's yeah, because I was like, because at first I was like, oh, it's a it's a kink, but then like when he kept making her repeat things, I was like, oh, this is an acting coach. And then at the end, like she's like full on crying, reliving this this memory with her mother, and he's like, let it go, blah blah blah, blah doing all the therapy talk things, and then he goes, I'm gonna touch a. I forgot what he said. Uh, 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 he said something about memory and, and the body. And he's like, I'm going to touch this point and you're going to relive something. And he touches something on her thigh. Mm. And then she just kind of releases and cries out. And I was like, oh, he's that kind of a guy. Yeah. Like he's doing that pseudoscience. Like, I think I talked to you about this before, but it reminds me of those those really intense therapies of like regression and like, I don't know when it got popular or if it's still popular now, but they would wrap like grown people up mm-hmm. and like press press down on them and simulate birth yeah, as an it. adult, and I it's supposed to it was supposed to symbolize a rebirth and a resetting of the brain or something like that. So oh. I think that's what he does. But he he's also seen on TV um, doing infomercials for mm-hmm. like unlocking your hidden potential and like all this other thing so he's like i don't know if he's an actual psychiatrist or pseudo psychiatrist but um and he's written books he's about to embark on a book tour yeah but he's it's i want to say like his character is like it's one of the more different ones we've seen him in the, the thing i got after watching this performance because this is the furthest we've seen john swing from like good guy to bad guy yeah i was thinking i was like yeah. i wonder if this is like the John again because we haven't finished Utopia. We're going episode by episode and taking our time. So I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if this is the the John we're gonna get at Utopia, where he's Ooh. like at that line. He's doing like not 
necessarily in this scene, but throughout the film, he's doing less than good stuff. stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, that's fucked up. So much so that we don't want to associate John, like by saying John Cusack, like I said, punched his daughter in the tummy. Uh, So he's doing stuff like that. And then you're like, bad John, you know, but he's not super villain bad, but he's doing bad things. Okay. So there's that scene where it like kind of comes to a head ahead with this confrontation, but the the scene before with his daughter, he um is concerned let's, about her. Let's do non spoilers because I'm getting confused. <laughs> non spoilers. No. Yeah. But oh no. Let's this... spoil. Let's spoil. No, no, no. Because this, I mean, this is not this. It's the one where he meets her in the hotel room. Oh, okay. Yeah, so th- I mean that's not really a spoiler either, but so he the scene before he punches his daughter, he confronts her in a hotel room and says, "You're back," and um, she's like, "I'm here to make amends. I'm here to. I'm here. Um, I'm rec- I'm in recovery. I'm doing my am- my amends." Or and I think that's mm-hmm. like one of the steps is to apologize for ever to everyone you've wronged for everything you've done to them. Yeah, and he's like, okay, good. Um, and he's listening to her. He's doing all these things, and then he's he's like, do you need money? Do you need food? Do you need all these things? And you kind of see that she's like, no, I got a job, all this stuff. Um, and he goes, okay. He gets up. He gives her. He's all here's ten thousand dollars. Take your meds. Complete the steps. I love you. Don't come back. Yeah. And then like he hugs her, and this is like the first physical contact they've had in like eight years. Mm-hmm. And like he leaves and i thought i thought that was like very well done mm-hmm. of like i love you but you can't stay here yeah you got to go you gotta go yeah and she and she's she has she yeah she's i don't want to say she's dangerous throughout the film she's she is, she's kooky she's unnerving sometimes yes you know yes. where you're like i don't know why but it's unsettling sometimes, just the way she plays the character, the actress plays the character. You're mm-hmm. like, because she is very kooky, but then there's some things, There's it's that line that she walks where you're like, we know what you did in the past, yeah. but like the way you're combined, what we know with how you're acting, it's unsettling because, especially because the way this film uh, presents all of its characters, there's no good people in this film. You know, there's no. no good characters. Like everyone is not only um, uh, go, going through their issues, but like it to an extent, it seems like actively bad people. You know, it's not like they 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 they've made a mistake and then they're yeah. going through it. It's just like no, they're just bad. They're they're just kind of bad people doing bad things, and they're kind of aware of it, or they're just doing bad things. Well, this movie is definitely a, set, uh, a commentary on Hollywood. Yeah. More so than the fucked up things that are happening in these families. It's more so like these people are driven to find fame or mm-hmm. to find, you know, some type of success, whatever that means in their Hollywood dream. Because mm-hmm. um, Cusack's family consists of him, his wife, and his son, who mm-hmm. is the 13 star. Yeah, he's a teen star who just came out of rehab. Yeah. So he's 13, right? Um, and so, and the son is a complete douchebag. 
Yeah. First scene. Completely entitled. <laughs> Completely entitled. Just an absolute dick. And he knows it. Yeah. And he's like, whatever, I'm a star. Mm-hmm. Right? His mother takes care of him because this is like the only this is the last child she basically has right that she can that she can take care of because she couldn't take care of the daughter Mm -hmm. right so she holds on to him and coddles him but also is like very scared of him like she's scared like the mother's just jittery around john or a stafford the son or Mm -hmm. and stafford the husband and benji the son right and She's just a jittery, jittery woman, but it's also like she's kind of like a momager because mm-hmm. she's in charge of like his image, his finances, the movie roles they get. Like he, she's, she's there, right? So she is. Yes, there's a level of affection for her son, but also like my son needs to get these movies, like, yeah. type of thing. So she's that's her push into fame is like if my son makes it, I make it, mm-hmm. and then. Like everyone is trying to get something, right? You mm-hmm. have, and then Julianne Moore's character, Havana, again is trying not to be that that starlet that vanishes, mm-hmm. or is only known as the daughter of this greater this, actress, yeah. right. right? And so, yeah, that's the thing. It's like everyone here. It's very much Hollywood. It's very much it's chasing that Hollywood dream. Or like trying to keep your status in 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 this this uh, world of Hollywood, um, yeah. and even they don't even it, like we see some Hollywood like what we imagine to go down in Hollywood, but like very casually they talk about like uh, what other act- actors or actresses do to get certain mm-hmm. roles with producers, and it's very mm-hmm. casual and it's just like uh, yeah. very effective in the way just because it helps. Uh, make that like the sense of world building that they're telling us or putting us into it just it it, it doesn't feel like exposition it just feels very conversational and it feels oh, yeah. very lived in we're just like oh yeah uh so and so like who like she would be up against in a role she's like so and so did this for a role this is what she does for producer and you know it's just it just feels very conversational like like there's even that one scene with like um the teenage son and like a bunch of like uh, douchebag teenagers they're just talking oh, yeah. about like other actors we we're just like and that was the thing with the kid uh very early on when we first meet him uh he's he's at a hospital to meet a a sick fan and then from that point i was just like i don't <laughs> like this kid and at first i was just like i it, it was just that very like kind of visceral reaction i was like i don't like you and to me i like i was just like it took me a while to be to kind of realize whether I didn't like him as a character or as an actor, because from like, and I was just like, I think he's just like, eventually as the movie progressed, I was just, I think he's just doing a really good job of getting me to hate him. And I was just fucking oh, lashing yeah. at him. Cause I was like, sure. what he did later on, um, he was very effective in what he had to do. You know, I was just like, this kid's mm-hmm. doing a really good job of being a fucking dick. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, every like all of the roles I feel like were uh, very well acted in. Uh Julianne Moore did a really fucking good job in this movie. Yeah. Um the I'm so bad with names, but the mysterious uh returner. The daughter. Uh, the daughter, Agatha. Agatha. Uh she she very unsettling and she had these very uh very quiet moments and she's very uh very like 
there's a lot going on in that performance more than just uh being kooky you know yeah um the entire family uh the mom you could see there was a lot going on underneath the surface as she was just like doing her best to keep their careers and this family afloat john cusack mm -hmm. being this new evil cusack that we've not seen uh to this point um uh who else was in this uh, robert pattinson uh he did a good job by not inverting time and he was just this very uh, <laughs> charismatic limo driver um okay so that was one of the biggest things for me i was like why clearly pattinson is the biggest star in this movie yeah at this time because this, this is 2014 when did twilight end so it I was yeah I, it, it was after <laughs> twilight he was he was starting to build that thing of just like i'm gonna do a bunch of indie movies and then here he is yeah. so at this at this stage of everyone's career at this time he was the biggest name on the poster but he didn't do much he, i mean he just he drove a car he drove a know? car he was just uh being very cool very smooth very sexy but uh didn't do much yeah and so like very clearly he was kind of just put there as stunt casting mm -hmm. to be like oh you got him in it cool we'll fund this shit let's right? go yeah um and this is like a few years after Twilight, so I mean, he's already he's already kind of established himself as the indie darling, but also like this mega mega darling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I I for me, I was just like, this is a really weird role for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I sighed there, but I felt like it was. I was just like, this is like a cash grab for him or something. I kind of like that he was one of. I kind of like that he did have a small role, yeah. but when he was on there, all I could focus on was, was him. That was the thing for me, too, where he, like so his role was so limited that it made me want more, you know? Yeah. And then when he was on screen, I was just like, I get like, I was like, oh, fuck, Batman's back, <laughs> you know? I get very excited. And then, like, for for the longest time, because the way this story unfolded itself, uh, not to say where everyone ends up at the end, because, again, we're trying our fucking best to keep this spoiler free. But um, for the longest time, the way everyone was presented, for, for almost everyone in this film, all the characters, they're very upfront about who they are and how shitty they can be, you know, to get yeah. what they want. You know, and for, for Pattinson, you're just like, here's a poor guy living in Hollywood. He's a fucking limo driver and he's just doing what he can to chase that dream. Yeah. And he's just he's after it, you know, and it's not yeah. later on you get what his fucking thing is. But early on, you're just like, he's just a guy doing what he can to fucking chase the dream. And so for a, a big chunk of the movie, when people were doing terrible things and then we would cut back to fucking Batman, I'd be like, man, I want more Batman because one, he's someone like as like a lens that we can see. We're like, oh, uh, I, I want more of him, not only because he's very charming, but you're just like, he's the least fucked up. You know, like yeah. I want I want him to be more in the movie. But then it's you very interesting how they kind of tie everything and just expand on story that they're presenting. Yeah. And not to say he doesn't do fucked up things in the movie. He does, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's, it's not slow... as fucked up as the other ones, I guess. Yeah. It's like a slow build with his stuff. It's a not... slow build where you're just like, it's like very it's not... more methodical of like, 
revealing his story and his yeah. like uh his goal and his dream as opposed to fucking julianne or right from the right off the bat you're like she's just like i want this role you know yeah. um fucking uh, teenage douchebags just like i need to get my job back i'm out of rehab let's go i'll do what i have to do i'll meet with these producers so it's it's very clearly established what their fucking journey is for the movie until you get some fucking robert battinson and then you're just like oh okay you're not terrible you're charming i want more you know so when fucking uh things happen you're just like oh hollywood yeah <laughs> Hollywood. And, he, and and again, he's like that stereotypical, like, I'm going to go to Hollywood to be a big star and just be a waiter. But, mm. like, instead of a waiter, he's like a limo driver, but he doesn't drive limos. Yeah. <laughs> he's not an Uber driver either. It's kind of like a town car. Yeah. So he's he's just a hired driver. Yeah. Um, For whatever. But I don't know. Like, it was really interesting. I was like, why do I want to see Pattinson again? Like he, are you a big Pattinson? Pattinson? I keep calling him Robert Pattinson now. But are you a big Pattinson fan? Like mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen a lot of his indie stuff post Twilight, but I'm very fucking excited to see him put on the fucking cowl now. Because like two movies that I've seen him in lately, this one and then the fucking time travel backwards movie <laughs> that we don't like talking about. <laughs> but he was like one of my favorite things in that movie because he's just again like this. He's very fucking charming when he's on screen. He has, like, a, a fucking presence about him that I like. Well, I have to say, like, again, like, the majority of the world, I was introduced to him through Harry Potter because he was Diggory. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, do you have a big role in Harry Potter? He was the one of the main guys in Goblet of Fire. He's the one who who uh, who dies in the Tri-Cup. Oh, he dies? Cool. God damn it. I don't know. Now I know what it feels like to have something spoiled. Spoiler, <laughs> motherfucker. Ah, the razor crest gets broken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gave you a 15-year-old spoiler. All right. Well, okay. You gave so... a three-day spoiler. Come on, man. No, it's been like a week. Whatever. It's still too <laughs> soon. Whoops. Come on. And, so, and it's not like you're ever going to watch Potter anyway. So it doesn't I, was, I was working my way through it. Really? I got the Prisoner of Azkaban. Really? Yeah. The... Eventually, after I see Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> you only have... To, I, don't, I am a Potterhead and I still am like, you don't have to watch all the movies. It's fine. I will, Chris. Like, I went to Harry I'm Potter. I'm holding my breath for Lord of the Rings. It's... I will. Okay, so one of the Black Friday Blu-ray deals, we're taking a side mission like Mando does, but uh, this is a side conversation. Uh, (laughs) I went to to Target the day after uh, Black Friday accidentally because I I forgot it was Black Friday, and I picked up uh, two Blu-rays because Blu-rays are super cheap on Black Friday. I got Into the Spider-Verse, and I got the Lord of the the Rings trilogy on Blu-ray. So eventually, it's going to happen. It's just... Uh-huh. When my Wi-Fi dies and I have nothing to watch, and then I realize that I have you know Lord of the Rings is on is, is on streaming services, right? Yeah, yeah, but like much like Mark and Identity, I feel like if you buy it, you're more committed to watching and enjoying it. <laughs> so, okay. hey, buddy, just wanted to say, give you your uh, weekly episodic shout out. Uh, yeah. Heard about the cats? Over. Very yeah. interested in about the tattoo situation. So. Uh, <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> I'll bring I'll bring nuggies to get the truth out. 
Anyway, okay. back to, back to the let's leave this much happier world that we're talking about, which is our <laughs> lives, and go back to this much more fucked up world. Yeah. Um, this is kind of it's gonna be interesting to not give spoilers because we actually I would say like. Actually, no. Sorry, you were still saying something about Batman. Was you, I? Yeah, you said you you got to know him as a oh uh, sorry Harry person. Let's, let's rewind I, that. Yeah, and Feel then free I started to cut that shit out. Jordan. No, we keep everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> so Harry Potter. Know, so yeah, so my my first introduction was in degree, and I thought he was not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> I I just. I don't think I liked him as an actor at that moment, but apparently he was like good enough to get fucking Twilight. Yeah, he was like the breakout role British star of tomorrow. Blah 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 blah. Like labeled the next Jude Law because of that movie. And I'm like, okay, there were some parts where I was like, I just, I just, I think I just don't like Diggory as a character Mm. in the movie. Um, But he, when he got casted as Edward in Twilight, and again. I liked the Twilight novel. Mm-hmm. The first one out was like totally giggle about it. I was like, oh my God, this is such a really good. And then as I read the books more and more, I did not like the books. Um, the fourth one is absolute trash. Um, <laughs> eh. 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 And then, okay, so post. And then, the, and then Twilight, the the series i absolutely hated as as a movie franchise i was like this is oh oh i thought there was like a fucking tv series like what no how many fucking movies five movies yeah yeah (sighs) i just have you seen his interviews where he talks about twilight in like retrospect he's not happy about it it's pretty fucking fun (laughs) he's not happy about it yeah I, i understand because that was it was not they change directors every time. Uh, the they're, te- they're telling him to like act less. <laughs> they're like, be less intense, just be handsome. Yeah, no, he was very much put up there as a pretty face, and just I, I think honestly that the entire movie was miscast. The entire movie. What about yeah. uh, shirtless Jacob? No. I, I don't know anything about these people, but um... no, I didn't like how they. I I didn't like Jacob, the person Taylor Lautner or whatever his name is. Shark like, boy. Okay, whatever Shark you're boy. fine. <laughs> you're just again, they were all kind of casted. The men were casted because they were pretty faces and good bodies. Uh huh. Um, Kristen Stewart is whatever. I'm all your gay icon now, awesome woman. You still can't act to me. I don't think she is a good actress. Yeah, I still think her like her best role is, is she was in Panic Room, right? In Little Kid. I think so. Because yeah. I just saw the new one that she was in. The Hulu the underwater movie? Underwater one. Oh, I love that movie. Really? Ugh. Yeah, well, I love Cthulhu, so I was like, Cthulhu! But, yeah, but that's her. That's, okay. It was good. In, in, <laughs> okay, I, 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 I say this about, like, most Nick Cage movies that I like, where I'm just like, this movie was good in spite of them, not because of them. Uh, okay, okay. There's some instances where... Well, not that I could think of off the top of my head right now, but there's some good Nick Cage movies, I'm sure. I just can't think of them right now. I'm like, I'm sure there's good. Face Off. Name? Yeah, but that's. Yeah, okay. That's a really fucking good movie. Face Off. Yeah, that's good because Con of Air. Nick Cage. Con Air. Okay, we could talk about this on a future episode because Con Air will be. Cusack is in that, and we could yeah. talk about that in detail. Yeah. 
But I mean, I you know, like this again, like Pattinson shows up in that, and then he's like, "Oh shit, how do I not be this mega whatever, whatever?" And I, I think honestly, like Twilight broke all of them at yeah. some point, right? Um, and then also he got with Kristen, and Kristen's a mess at that moment. So that's a time for yes, that could be a whole episode where we just talk about Robert Pattinson's <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he he started doing these really interesting things. He played Salvador Dali in Little Ashes. That was a very interesting film where he actually masturbates on camera. I really? <sighs> I think that's the one where he does. It's just it's, so, yeah. Okay, so you're you're interesting things. Unsure of which movie, but there's definitely a movie out there for people who are interested in watching Batman jack off on screen. That's a thing. Sure. Oh, okay. Cause it's, he's he's Art. trying to do things that, it, yeah, for the So this is like what Daniel what Radcliffe did after Harry Potter, where he's like, I'm going to get naked with a horse. Yeah. Okay. It's it's these things of like, I am not just this one thing. And so he kind of just goes into these, these movies that <clears throat> really kind of show off his acting skills, right? That kind of get him away from like the teenage hearts or bullshit of Twilight. That, um you know, he still can't get rid of. Like, it fucked up his last relationship with with Twigs, and so... So now know. he's like, fuck that, I'll I'll be something else that you guys will have to see me as, and that's fucking Batman. Yeah. I'm Batman. Well, because he, he did a, a couple of, like, rom-coms that were okay. He did rom-coms? Yeah, he did Remember Me, which was a bullshit of a movie, and then he did Water for Element, Elephants, which <coughs> I liked, because it was a circus movie. Okay, I want to see that movie, then. That one's pretty fun. I, it's sad. It's a sad movie, but I, I liked it. Um, Sadder the better. Bring it on. <laughs> but I mean, he's trying to do all these things to kind of get... And then he had like that most recent one with... Uh, Green Lego Goblin? Or whatever. Oh yeah, with Green Goblin. Yeah, that one was just a weird one. That looked weird. Like, it, was, it was extremely weird. And I still kept looking for friggin'... I still want to see that one on Netflix right now where he's hanging out with Spider-Man. Oh, Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I want to watch that one, too. So knowing that, like, he is in all these things, he's a versatile actor, he's doing all this stuff. They didn't give him much for this. Nah. Yeah, way to bring it back to the movie, because I was ready to oh, talk, keep talking about Batman. <laughs> no, okay. I, I mean, I am kind of excited to see him Batman, but I'm also, like, I'm kind of Batmaned out. Really? <sighs> Why? What batman you out? You're not ready for Nirvana Batman? I just, well, Keaton will always be my Batman because he was, him and, and Adam West were my Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I liked uh, what they did with the last trilogy, I think the way that it ended, I was not happy about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to retire with Catwoman. I don't think Batman would go out that way. I don't think so either. I think he would grow old way into his crime fighting, stay that bachelor, because he's he's married to justice. Yeah. Fuck love. Also, and I don't think he would retire. I, I I think Batman could get married. I think Batman, well, Bruce is capable of being married or in love. I just don't mm-hmm. think he would step away from Gotham ever. No, absolutely uh, not. And yeah. I don't think Celine would give up a bunch of her things either to be with him. So I think they just are like buddies. And they meet up every now and then, but then like they go on and do their thing. Mm-hmm. 
you know. I don't I just I didn't like how and I understand like Batman's already broken broken, don't break him anymore. Like yeah. I I you know Whatever, I that's just me. I don't know. I just keep saying I just I love Batman. I could I like, do too and I'll watch this one and I'll see how it goes and I'm ready. We'll see like how they're... Matt Reeves sees the Caped Crusader, but yeah, like we're getting that Matt Reeves Batman, and then there's that rumor in the Flash movie where they're gonna just fucking it's the bring back all the old Batman, so Keaton might come back. Affleck showing up in the Snyder Cut. I'm like, yeah. give me all the Batmans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so... I I do. I'm excited, but I'm also again like I'm. Give me more time. Uh I want more Affleck. <laughs> oh God, I don't even want to. Batfleck, I'm ready. You like him? Yeah, I made a yeah. whole video about why I like Batman. That's somewhere so, on YouTube. But this movie, right? No, no. But with him, okay. Little thing, like especially with us knowing that this is his next grant. Like this is his biggest after Twilight. Like he's going to become Batman, right? He's going to be the Batman. Mm-hmm. seeing him in such a small role up against other people who are arguably like more star power mm-hmm. right like i think i think julianne in there you know like yeah like, at one point biggest hollywood act like all of them in their own right i think had were, were they had their time hollywood yeah right julianne moore had her peak hollywood um Cusack for sure for us. Yeah. Uh, even the wife, she was like a British actress. Mm-hmm. You know, and then what's the the daughter uh, Agatha is um the girl from or the woman from um Alice in Wonderland. Mm. So I'm like, okay, these aren't nobodies. Yeah. But they chose like the biggest star in the film, who is just again coming off right right off of Twilight, like maybe a year and a half, two years. I don't know if I bought him as that character, as as the struggling writer actor, because they there is a moment um where he is casted in something called mm-hmm. Blue Matrix, where it's like a sci fi thing. That's yeah. kind of like what did they say it like it's it was like a Battlestar mix. Galactica ish. Yeah. It's a mix of Battlestar and some other like buzzword thing. Yeah. But. I was like, okay. I think what was throwing, I just, again, I'm one of those people who get thrown off by British actors who do American accents. Yeah, I was like, the fuck accent is he doing? Is he an American right now? <laughs> I'm not good with accents. It freaks me out. Like like you, you said British actors doing American It just weirds me out when I know like people are doing accents. Like uh, uh, you and Mark, anytime you guys do that around me, I feel Why? Like I Why'd you, the planet. Why do you feel that? So I'm just going to keep talking so I don't have to listen to it. <laughs> No, but why? I, like, what? It's what is it? Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, I know it's acting, but I'm like, like it weirds me out when I hear like Christian Bale talking in. Uh, well, for the longest time, I thought Christian Bale was American because he does such a good damn good job. When he starts when he, talking British, I was like, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> well, with him, like he also chose to do the accent, especially for all the Batman stuff, because he didn't want to confuse people. Yeah. Because, like, Batman is masked, right? So if he didn't have the same voice. And you yeah. also see him in American Psycho, and you're just like, damn, Bale can do some stuff. But when he talks, he sounds like fucking like a chimney sweep. 
Yeah, which I was like, that's why I was like, that's not real. What are you doing? <laughs> See, that's what like me, like old timey <laughs> gangsters. I thought he was doing a no. fucking bit. We're like, See here, sons. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Well, I mean, when Pattinson was in Tenet, like, if that was his real accent, because I've never really listened to Pattinson talk in his, like, natural voice. That was, see that? It didn't, that felt weird to me. I think it was higher in pitch or something. I I don't know. To me, he was the best part of uh, uh, fucking Tenet for me. Yeah, okay. So... I don't know. This might be just be me putting on the fucking uh, the the Batman excitement goggles, where I'm like, he's fucking Batman. We got to be excited for Batman. So, yeah. I don't know. But um, I don't know. Because him in this in this role, I was just like, okay, I kind of buy it. And then I think just everyone around him. I think one of the biggest things was like everyone was using everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Agatha is using Havana to get closer to her dad and ho- and Hollywood in general, right? Um, Pattinson is using Agatha to get to Havana, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the son is just using everybody. Yeah. The dad is just... He's worried about the brand. <laughs> Yeah, he's worried about the brand. Like, um, when the secret is somewhat revealed, or like, I don't even want to say it was that. It was like he just didn't want his son to cause scandal because, again, his son is trying to show that he's on the mend and good after like a stint in rehab. Yeah. And he says, "Don't fuck this." Or he goes, "I have a book tour coming up. Make sure." Yeah. Not like I want you to be well. It's like no, like I don't want you to fuck this up for me. Don't fuck this timing up. So, and I just feel like the movie is just—it's like that the entire time. Like, I think I'm—I'm I'm unsettled because like you're waiting for the next, like it's not a reveal. Like you're waiting for the next. Like, how are they going to show their true colors? It's—it's mm-hmm. it's, this whole movie is just layered of like layered by ghosts, um, <laughs> sex naked people and then um when there's a moment where you think people can have a genuine human connection with each other yeah it's fake because it's to further their own goals or dreams you know so that's what this whole movie is about and like there are other movies where they talk about like the dirtiness of hollywood you know like how fucked up hollywood is and like the pursuit of the hollywood dream you know, like, I'm not a big fan of that because I'm just not a fan of people being fucked up to each other. Yeah. That's why, like, we always talk about it. Um, I don't, um, it, it becomes a blur what we talk about on air or um, uh, other times. But we've we've talked about it, how when we, we talk about or watch a, a, a fucked up movie, whether it's for the podcast or just in general, um, I, I, I always end up watching, like, cartoons or something much, much... Uh, happier or cuter after this for this one it was that weird thing because we finished it around the same time i had like mm-hmm. 20 minutes to kill and i was just like it was even up to a point before we started recording i was just like i'm unsure how i feel about this movie you know like from a uh 
uh, a standpoint of a filmmaking standpoint. I was like, it was well directed. The performances from the actors were great, but the, it's the story that they were trying to tell was just very heavy, and there was a lot to digest. But it's just a lot of work to digest, and not that I'm lazy. We all know that I am because you've heard me edit. But it's just the subject matter and the level of like fucked upness is just a lot to get through. So you're just like, I, I'm sure I want to watch this again. Maybe I don't hate it. I don't think it's great. It's good, but I have to be in a very specific mood to want to jump back in and break this fucker down yeah you know well i think when i when i finished it i was like i think i want to watch it again mm -hmm. like, like immediately I, or just like in general no 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 like just in general like okay. I, and i've done that with other movies too where i was like oh i'm gonna watch it again mm -hmm. right but i think with this one i'm like i think i just need to be in that mindset because it was really heavy it, i mean it had light it had moments of lightness, but it was fucked up lightness. <laughs> yeah. There are some parts in this audience. You're going to know what we're talking about. But there's <laughs> fucked up moments where I assure you, the most fucked up one. That plays for comedy. Like, there's fucked up moments where you're like, oh, that's not funny. But there are fucked up moments. Just specific, ah, specifically for those who go and watch it. The fire and water scene. I laughed so fucking hard on in that scene. And I fucking rewinded it just so I could fucking watch it and laugh again. Oh, I did that too. I had, I had, to, I had to be like, hang on. I yeah. need to make sure that this is a thing. It's so <laughs> fucked up. It's funny. It's great. So last week when you said there's no dark comedy, hey, John, Grace, you're going to be wrong in a week. And it's yeah. okay because you're going to laugh really fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, it's fucked up, but it's funny. Yeah. Um, so I think that this movie did a really good job in that. It's it's everything around it. Because while we were uh, getting ready to talk about this, uh, before we hit that a big red record button. I was uh, opened up the uh, a Netflix window and I was just kind of skimming through the movie just to like just see if there's anything that I missed or stuff that I want to talk about because this movie was very heavy that I kind of forgot to take notes. I was just letting it happen to me, you know. So it was genuinely an experience. So I was just like, I'll go through, I'll skim the movie really quick to see if there's anything I missed that I want to talk about. Yeah. And while I was doing it, I was just like, whoa, that was a good scene. That was fucking in intense, intense, intense. That was pretty fucking funny. So there was a lot going on in this movie. Um, sometimes so much heaviness, is you kind of forget how many little good moments are in it, but they're there, you know? So Yeah, and I think, again, like we went in kind of not knowing anything about this movie. And I do that with like the majority of these movies. Like I will watch it the first time with mm -hmm. no background at all. Yeah. Um, This was definitely not what we expected. Yeah. Right? And I should have known just by like the director because it's Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. and, and Cronenberg is, you know, he did The Fly. He did Videodrome, yeah. which I've talked about before as being like, this really intense body horror right yeah. that i that i still have not nightmares but nightmares about is <laughs> <laughs> i have nightmares about it cuz it's just it's so visceral like and i again like i like i've said i'm not a huge fan of like body horror just because like trauma to anything kind of freaks me out but i will watch slashers mm -hmm. but 
Absolutely. There's something different with that, right? And there, you can see elements of that. And, and again, Cronenberg like does some fucked up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, so like when I saw directed by, I was like, hold up, is this the same person? And Did you see I that thought, before the movie or after? I want to say I saw it before, but I definitely noticed it after. I was like, the big okay. word directed by, and I was like, yeah. oh. Because uh, he he just does a ton of stuff, and it's kind of interesting because um, this movie was 2014, so this is the last, the not the last, the most recent movie yeah. that he's <laughs> um he's directed. He's done. Yeah, you said that earlier. I was like, he's fucking dead. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Most recent thing he's done. Yeah. So it's just it's very weird to me. I was like, oh, this is what you chose. Okay. Yeah, I was like, this is the thing you chose to go out on. You're like, I'm done. I've said everything I have to say with this movie. Enjoy the sexy ghosts. (laughs) I mean, David Cronenberg is known for, like, mixing psychological and physical horror, right? Mm -hmm. But this isn't necessarily a horror film because it's it's haunting. Yeah, I would go with haunting. (laughs) Like... Right, I I kind of okay, so I would kind of put it around like, I would I would compare with his previous works. I would compare this to like Scanners, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like there are ghosts, but you're not sure if they're real or how they're connected. But every mm-hmm. everybody is haunted by their past, and that's what Scanners was like. Everyone was haunted by their past, right? So there are things in this movie, these ghosts in these movies that show up for them in various ways, and it's. I think the ghosts for me were the most confusing. Yeah, because like there are some ghosts that we recognize because as audience members we see them appear in like another plot thread. But then mm-hmm. sometimes the like the goat like it, I'm not talking Ghostbusters, but like the crosses the streams crossed. We were like, how the fuck <laughs> does this character know about this ghost? Because no one mentioned this character to this character. Yeah. But then that character from this other storyline is here. What's going on, movie? Yeah. You know, so like that was the most confused. And then all of a sudden, when shit gets really like the most intense, Ghost just like, our work here is done. And then they never come back. I was like, where'd you go, Ghost? Yeah, I was kind of waiting for the Ghost to come back. Yeah. Right. I think that was the biggest thing. So the Ghosts were like a very interesting part of this movie, mm-hmm. you know, those characters. And then there was this um poem that gets repeated over and over and over by almost everybody mm-hmm. and especially like a certain phrase right and so i just it was this and the poem is called liberté mm-hmm. by um or however you want to say it liberty in american and white and white <laughs> <laughs> in english wow slip in the tongue <laughs> But it's it's um <laughs> it's written by um a French a French man who wrote it in like World War Two and it was about World War Two and kind of holding on to this idea of like freedom like things things are I don't even know like it's not that it's supposed to bring hope or bring whatever whatever right but to not forget what freedom is right especially like during occupied France. Mm-hmm. right nazi occupied france and so this the the phrases that they kept saying and i immediately was like what is this poem it's beautiful i'm gonna find it i and it's like on 
on my notebooks, on my desk and in the trees, on the sand and on the snow, I write, I write your name. And it's a very, like, they kept saying that over and over and over. Um, and I was like, oh, that's, you know, like a really cute love story or a love note or whatever, whatever. And then um, they, at the end, they recite the last, I think, stanza of it or last couple of lines of it. And um, it's it's something uh, something along the lines of, and I name you Liberty, mm-hmm. right? So the thing that he keeps writing, or that is being written in the poem, is basically freedom. Like they are looking for freedom, and and you know, again, it was written during World War Two. The English. Uh, reprinted it and and basically flew it all over occupied France, occupied Paris, whatever, to remind the people like freedom is still there, mm-hmm. right? And so when when I looked up the poem and I saw all of it, it's very much um a a love story or a love love poem to freedom and what it means to be free. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered about why it was basically another character in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. What what is it about this poem? Because it's said in the movie of Julianne's uh mother, like that's her cult classic, and like the character says this to someone she loves, right? And then mm-hmm. um the daughter Agatha recites keeps reciting it as well and then the son recites it as well and like they can't ever it just keeps showing up yeah and i just i wondered about that yeah like like what is freedom to them mm-hmm. or liberty or, or even just know? like hope you know because it's a pretty yeah. hopeless story Oh, yeah, you know, so it's 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 an interesting thing to to take that those words that mean something and then put them into this story that uh, yeah doesn't have that doesn't have hope doesn't really uh, invoke those thoughts. So it's a really interesting thing to to kind of mix those things. Yeah, and yeah, so I kind of wondered what it, I mean when everyone gets resigned to their fate, are they finally free? In them, are they finally free? Mm-hmm. Like. Is that is that what it's trying to say? It's like they are free from their past, from their um, digressions, yeah. whatever they are. Like at one point, like the mom goes, she like when shit goes down, she's like, everyone's going to know we committed crimes, mm-hmm. right? Are they free of their crimes? Are they free of each other? Like it's a very, and again, like I thought this movie was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And how it was shot and how everyone played their roles. Like, the last scene was beautiful. Yeah. And I you, I felt like a weird emptiness watching it because it just ended. Like, you yeah, said your lines and then that was it. Camera just started kind of pulling back into emptiness. And I was like, oh, I feel that emptiness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, you, you uh, as you were saying that, like, it really brought up, like, it made me think about this thing that we were talking about earlier, where... It, this freedom from this this not only like 
this freedom from that thing that we talked about earlier where like everything seems to mirror each other you mm-hmm. know from like parent to child and it, it just echoes back and forth into this loop of like just affecting each relationship and it just cycles back and forth you know mm-hmm. and then from the end of it you know where where things really do just end after mirroring each other for so many so many years there is that 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 freedom to this loop or this this pain that they're in and you're just like god damn it Mm. you know so Mm. you know i think that's the thing it's like are they are they finally free from pain but what did they have to do and able to get there yeah and boy did it take a lot of work to get there (laughs) yeah so if you are interested in watching this journey this pain this 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 robert battinson sexiness and charm uh, mm-hmm. This is called Star Maps to the Future. I was going to oh, say Star no. Maps to the Future. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> map- How are you, John? How is your week? <laughs> Hold on, I have this on <laughs> Netflix. Hold up, Maps, <laughs> Maps to the Stars. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in watching Maps to the Stars, it is on Netflix. So uh, we worked really hard to not spoil things for you. So. Yeah. Not making you watch it, but it'd be nice because it is well performed. Uh, there's a lot going on here. There's really fucking funny moments, and we <laughs> work really hard not to spoil it. So uh, go, go, go! Watch um, the movie that I just said because I already forgot the name of the movie. Um, but yeah, any f- other final thoughts about this movie, Grace? Before we we close the book, and I never think about this movie again. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think for me, it was just like this idea of like, what what are they trapped by? And, how you know, what is the thing that they want and why they keep getting trapped by it? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I don't know. I think I might in the future give it another pass, see how it goes. But like the, you said you didn't take any notes because you were so engrossed in it. All my notes were like, what the fuck scenes? Yeah. That's how but, my notes started. Where I was like, the fuck? What? Who? Yeah. Oh, my. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, oh, uh, just like last week where there was like surprise everything yeah is surprise that a... everything and more in this one because i was not expecting the threesome scene yeah or him just taking a phone call just naked and then just sitting down and watching the other two go out yeah. it. it was like that and, is not and still naked and i was just like <laughs> oh man and very much enjoying himself in the corner. I was like, "You filmed, you yeah. all filmed this." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, this y'all, was... this multiple people said this was a good idea." Okay. <laughs> That's when I was like, "I'm gonna check eBay to see what fucking what else I can do." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, let me look at something else while this scene is on." Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, so it was. There's. Surprising everything and more. I feel like that's our our month, though, you know, where it's like dark comedy and (laughs) naked, you know? Dark comedy, (laughs) naked. Yeah, maybe that's what is needed in a dark comedy. (laughs) Nakedness and dark comedies go hand in hand, so I feel like that's that's the path we walk for this (laughs) month. Um, Um, And I would say after watching this, have something to immediately take uh the heaviness out of you mm-hmm. so you say you watch cartoons i watch my twitch couple be cute on stream and then 
feel much better in the world again exactly go from uh, terrible people doing terrible <laughs> things to each other to adorable people doing adorable things with each other yeah it, it, yeah. it shows the the different levels of life so <laughs> that's good uh, I am probably going to go watch Mandalorian again for the ninth time because I love Boba Fett. Spoilers, he's back. Yeah, he's back and in the best way. I was like, yeah. finally they show Boba being the badass he's supposed to be. Yeah. And I got to say, like, apparently, like, people were, like, body shaming him for being, you know, an older, thicker Older, man. yeah. One of the comments I saw like, was, like, it was just, like, Boba not so fit. I was like, fuck you. I'm I was like, like, did you see Boba just smash a couple of helmets? You do that, motherfucker, from your he look, armchair. He looks so fucking awesome, though, just with, uh, I forgot oh, the, the name of the weapon, the gaffy stick, I think, yeah. where he was just like, and he was just really leaning into it. He was fucking yelling while he was swinging that fucking yeah, weapon. It was great. I want when that action When he put on figure. the armor, I was like, thick Boba can get it. I don't care. He yeah. He was just showing off the things that he has learned in the desert after climbing out of the Sarlacc pit. Fuck oh, all of you. Like, Ray. Say he's too thick. Thick by save lives. So fuck <laughs> you. about to more, save More Boba for everyone. <laughs> but I, no, I was so excited and then fucking being not. Like, I will always love her. Like, she, Mama Lon will always be Mama Lon. Yep. And the fact that she's in Star Wars as a steampunk bitch, I was like, yes. Yeah, steampunk tummy. Give me it. Give me it so I th- much. I th- like people are saying that she has like the uh the Disney triple crown because she was Mulan, she was in Agents of Shield, and now she's what? in Star Wars. Yeah. So Disney love her. Yeah, good. Fucking make that Disney money. Disney love her. I was like, go ahead. No, I yeah. love you so much. Because she was on ER and she was my doctor. So <laughs> <laughs> Even though she didn't fuck up, she was my doctor. Yeah. So. You but yeah, me. no. If you haven't watched the new Boba Fett, <laughs> it's not even Mandalorian anymore. Poor Mando. He went from the Baby Yoda show to the straight up Boba Fett show. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> In his own, he fine. I will say one thing. I was very surprised that he was just like, I can't. We are we straight up spoiling Mando at this yeah. point an hour in because you all know this listeners we start going off yeah yeah okay yeah. can okay so when uh what happens to Baby Yoda happens to Baby Yoda and he goes he dies like, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I I will leave that spoiler free but Why? Mando's they capture Baby Yoda I'll do it. They capture fucking Baby Yoda. They, they don't put him in a little carbonite little box, but that would have been adorable. They just have Baby Yoda. Yeah, so they, they got him. Yeah. And the Razor Crest is blown blasted, the fuck up. blasted to oblivion. Like, there's yeah. two things that survived is the Baby Yoda doll, or the doll, the ball that he plays with. <laughs> yeah. And then his and best the Mandalorian stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. The best bar stuff. Mando just gives up. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like. I was Whoa. very angry about that. He was just was like, rummaging through garbage, and then yeah, he's going through it, and they're like, "Okay, we have to go save the baby now." And he's all, "He's taken," and he's like, "Motherfucker, you we made a deal. We don't get him." Yeah, you requested to retrieve or give this child back to its people. Yeah. Right. Like, why did you give up that? And then Bobo's like, but the child is not safe. We have the the deal was. Yeah. 
I I'm get like, this, and then I help you save the child. Yeah, the and I was like, not safe. You, why are you giving it back? Why are you going back on your promise? And I was like, Manda, yeah, you tell him, Boba. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, At, cool. I think that was the moment where I was like, I don't believe that that Mando for one second. Yeah, I was like, no, this is science fiction. <laughs> For me, I was like, there's no way. There's no fucking way. He literally did all these other things to save the child. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go after the Empire? Yeah. Like, your whole... I, I get it, but I'm like, you that you are a person of two. This is your ward. Like, what the Yeah. Fuck? Go get him. What? Well, we have two more episodes. He's going to enlist the help of Bill Burr. I'm excited. Season finale. Do you think it's going to be like a, like a let's bring everyone together? Oh, uh, oh, I think it's, I don't know. Like, part of me is just like, oh, are they going to fucking do an endgame thing where Mando's just like, I'm here for the baby. And then fucking everyone shows up and he's like, so are they. We love the baby. And it's like fucking Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, Boba no, Fett. Thinking, right? Like, Bo I feel like, because he it's, owes, or she owes him. Yeah. Right? Anytime you need help. A frog lady shows up. But yeah, I, that's what I'm hoping for, that people, all the people that he've helped, because he, they've made him do so many fucking chores this season, that yeah. they come up, they're like, let's go get the baby. Frog lady's back. Everyone's back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that little little fucking kid from the classroom, he's like, I'm here to get my macaroons back from the baby. And they all fucking make an effort to save Grogu. Aww. And then Luke Skywalker shows up, because we need a Jedi in here. Do you think they're going to try and bring back Luke? We were talking, uh, Mark and I were talking about that the other day. And I what did Mark say? If they bring back any of the Jedi that we know already, I hate it. Why? But then people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yes, I want new people. But there's no new people who's, there's no Jedi. They're the ones who hid. Nah. Bring back Luke. <sighs> even if, even at the very end, it's just like, a force projection of Luke doing what he did on crate, you know, where he's like a force ghost <sighs> traveling through space or to show his lightsaber. Just let us know that he's no. out there. They what need to fix Luke. If anything, Luke is the one who needs most fixing in this universe. So let, let oh, Filoni God. and Favreau fi fix Luke. Uh, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's just a lot riding on this season I'm finale so because razor crest is gone. We might, we may or may not get a, a, a Jedi appearance. Grogu's been captured. The slowest walking Iron Man uh, in existence stole the baby. So there's oh, a lot God. going on in this uh, season finale. But th that's not the only season finale coming because there is another finale and it's ours. Um, we're oh, doing yeah, a season finale. You're like, the fuck is he talking about? No, I was like, are we going to pull one of those like, surprise, it's our season finale. We're No, nah, I we want people to, more. I want to tell people to like, know it's coming because it's more scary that way you know <laughs> like none of us is gonna get like kidnapped by the empire or anything but there's that looming feel of like oh shit what's gonna happen in the season finale will sure, someone sure. lose an arm will one of them fall maybe. to the snow maybe ah we don't know because we we don't plan <laughs> oh we plan this yeah we plan this but we don't know what's gonna happen for the exact mm -hmm. finale just to give it that more finale vibes so we'll see um, but we are ending our first season, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. We uh, will be in, like, the last, the season finale will be Christmas Eve, right? Thursday? Yeah. Thursday? Yeah. So, so, and then we're going to take, like, a 
you know, the holidays off, a break off, and just yeah, chill and kind of regroup ourselves for season two because we're coming back with a banger. Yeah. Or, you know, more honest, it's just me being like, can we take a vacation? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly. Yeah, we're just like, we could call it a season finale or whatever. I just want to take a vacation. Because yeah. I got a taste of a vacation during uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, we were were like, we were going to do it, but maybe not. And then it's like uh, our our scheduling kind of fell through. It just happened. And then I got a taste of it. I'm like, ooh, it's nice to take a break. I think we're taking two, three weeks. Three months. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's for season three. We'll just disappear for three months and then it'll be our comeback. Or we just pull like a Arrested Development where we're gone for like five years. Surprise! we're not dead um yeah (laughs) but yeah we are gonna take some time off for the holidays and go get our holiday on in quarantine exactly and speaking of holidays there it's probably too late to order it in time for the holidays but it's still a good option to know treat yourself for the new year uh Get a sweater, a t-shirt from our Teespring, which is available uh, in, in the link in our Instagram. Uh, I wish there was a much smoother way to say this, but I still haven't memorized the URL. Uh, but go buy some merch. Go buy a shirt or a piece of attire that says, I'm a plant bitch now and or uh, sit better, poo gentle. You know? Yeah. So time yeah. is running out because that will only be available until winter. Or, you know, the most likely scenario is I will forget to take them down and they'll be up there forever. But nonetheless, well, don't remember. risk it. Don't risk it. Just go buy a, go buy some merch because we're cold too. So you buy you buy some merch, you stay warm, and then we stay warm because we have money. <laughs> All 17 cents. <laughs> All 17 cents that we earn for whatever deal. Uh, so go buy some merch and yes. uh, sit better, poo gentle. Yes. But uh, I think that's it. Anything else we need to mention or talk about before uh, we disappear yeah. from their brains for a week? Well, we're still coming back for two more episodes, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. Until the next episode. <laughs> um, which we are going over Utopia episode three. So if you want to watch that before we start talking about it. No spoilers, y'all. No spoilers. No spoilers. But, yeah. Yeah, but we're going over Utopia three. I need to think of a, a way to put the three into the title of please Utopia stop. because uh, please, please, no. I will refer to a document that I have that I got from uh, our favorite friend, uh, <laughs> DJ Trash Panda. So thanks Amy. for that. We're going to, she's going to be on a, a episode sometime, right? Where it's the rom-com ones. Yeah. Sometime next year. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for all the suggestions. She even suggested ways that I can uh, ed- uh, put, uh, a theme, a song, and intermix it with uh, your singing that we do now oh for God. the theme song. So uh, if you like Grace's singing, be sure to drop it in the comments below. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe, the notification bell, or whatever it is, the equivalent for podcasts. Uh, until the next episode, guys, my name is John. And I'm Grace. I still forgot how to end and say goodbye uh, that no, I've been it. doing. That's it? That was it. Awesome. Thanks. John. Future John theme song now bye Bye. oh there see i fucking forgot i knew there was something it didn't feel right i was so close bye you want to do it again no it's fine i live with my no No, it's fine um like john cusack said last week don't live with regrets or whatever the fucking movie that message was saying or message that movie was trying to say bye guys okay bye